Five favorites. I find myself again wanting to reflect on all the funny moments in this act. I should acknowledge that since my French is too poor for me to make comparisons with the original, I can't always be certain whether the particular joke is Rostand's or Norman's, the translator. But I do know that Rostand's play is hysterically funny, and I feel confident the two versions are very similar in spirit. Number one. The first scene is absolutely hilarious in the context of several that came before. We had heard Pascano say to Bergaman that their singular goal had been to take away the wall. We had seen Bergaman mock all Persone's mooning over the wall and bring him back to reality with the blunt declaration, Walls got no eyes. Between their desire to tear down the wall and their denial of any romanticism associated with it, this was an amusingly ironic moment. Bergaman, I have suspected. Now I see it all. Pascano, what? Bergaman, the wall flattered you. Pascano, you too need wall. It was only when they had the wall to serve as a romantic symbol of danger, duplicity, and forbidden friendship that Pascano and Bergaman could want to be together. Number two. While Sylvette and Personet's posturing in Act One had been campy, after the abduction scene, it becomes positively and hilariously cringeworthy. We know that the abduction was staged, that Personet is a wholly incompetent swordsman, and that the numbers of foes in the story is inflated with each new telling. Personet's confession within his story that he can recall nothing about how he conquered the assassins, only that he did makes the histrionic retelling funnier still. Sylvette, tell me how, dagger drawn, eyes like the sun, you smote them to the earth, my glorious one. Personae, I can't recall the cuts, the thrusts, the guards. I know they tumbled like a pack of cards. Does he now? Number three. The punchline of this exchange is one of my favorite lines in the play. The audience can only snicker knowingly when Sylvette attributes the father's grumpy moods to their resentment at having been duped. We know who the real dupes are, which makes her pretentious and poetic analogy all the more funny. Personae. Our fame o'ershadows them. Indeed, quite covers. Sylvette. Yes, just fathers of the immortal lovers. Personae. My crest is raised too high for men like these. Sylvette, thy father seems a little ill at ease, like, dare I say it? Personae, yes, thy will is regal. Sylvette, then, like a duck that finds she's hatched an eagle. Sylvette and Personae have been looking and quacking an awful lot like ducks. Number four. My cast and I had a great time planning the staging of this next scene. I wish we'd seen it come to fruition. Earlier, Sylvette had said that all their love lacked was a poem. Still basking in his glory as her savior, Personae has come prepared with one. But Sylvette, already disillusioned, is having none of it. Personae. Ah, well, this poem, Sylvette. Well, Personae. I've written it. Sylvette, can you make verses? Personae, huh, I rhyme a bit. 
Here's what I made up as I walked along. The Foeman Fathers. Epic. Sylvette. Oh. Personae. First song. We imagined him when he says the title, unveiling a scroll. And then, when he says first song, having it unroll to reveal it is long enough to hit the ground. In my imagination, at least, it's really funny. (laughs) And number five. The last one I'll share, though there were many more, was the hilarious aside muttered by Personae when he has just learned the truth about the fake abduction, but is still trying to conceal it from Sylvette, thinking that she doesn't know. Personae, standing up, Ho, ho, Sylvette, turning toward him. You said, Personae, I not, Sylvette, aside. It makes it all so shoddy, Personae, aside. So that is why we never found the body. Oh my goodness, did we laugh at that line. Let me know if you had any other favorites. <laughs>